That's a wrap. Welcome back to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Wingfleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. And joining me today is Pastor Pat Hand. Welcome, Pat. Hi, Julie. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm very excited about uh, our podcast and this uh, name, the uh, last in the series, mm-hmm. and uh, very excited about talking about the great I am. Good, good. Hey, Pat, um, how did your parents choose your name? You know, I'm not really sure how they chose my name because they they did John without an H, Patrick without a K. Interesting. I I think they were mad at me before (laughs) I was even born because I've had to spell it all through life. How about you? So it's kind of a funny story. When I was born, my parents couldn't decide on a name, so they put four names in a hat and drew one out. (laughs) Aren't you glad Chester didn't? (laughs) (laughs) Sure am. No, they were all pretty good, except I will say maybe Julie fits me the best. Yeah? Yeah. Do you know what the names were? Yeah, they're in my baby book. I've got the scraps of paper. Um, My dad had chosen Julie or Melissa, and my mom had chosen Leanne or Alexandra. Well, any of them would have been great. Yeah, that's right. But you're a Julie, though. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny? But am I a Julie because you knew that before, or if you had to pick one of those four, or is that what you would peg me as? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Good answer. Good answer. (laughs) All right. Well, I've enjoyed these names of God that we've looked at the last few weeks, and it's been kind of, it's just been great for my own faith Mm -hmm. as we've walked through these different names. You know, we looked at the Good Shepherd and how that God is the Good Shepherd, Uh, and Jesus certainly was the Good Shepherd. Uh, We see that in John chapter 10. And then El Roi, the the God who sees us, and uh, really love that story. And El Sedik, uh, that God is our righteousness through through Jesus. Uh, his righteousness covers us. And then we looked at Jehovah Nakuma, uh, God of comfort, or the God our comfort. And uh, Renee brought that message, did a mm-hmm. great job. And and then Trevor spoke on Jehovah Jireh, God our provider. And then um, last week we looked at El Shaddai, mm-hmm. the uh, sustainer, the strength giver. Um, it, that was I really enjoyed El Shaddai. And then today, today we, we uh, were looking at uh, for our podcast. Yesterday we finished the me- message series of the Great I Am, and uh, the wonderful story where God calls Moses with a fiery bush. Can you imagine what that looked like? I know. I, you know, and I always picture it like kind of in a desert where it's really dry. Yeah, yeah, me too. Where a fire might be like, ah, it's it's so dry. Right. I don't know if there would be much else for the fire to spread, but that's what jumps to my mind is yes. like, ooh. Yeah, I envision this kind of mountain region, high desert, and uh, like you said, plants are kind of sparse, and here's this bush out in the middle of nowhere burning, but it's not being consumed. Wow, that had to be a sight, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder what he was thinking when he saw that. He was thinking, man, I wish I had an iPhone so I could... (laughs) Put that on Instagram? (laughs) So I could get that on, yeah, Instagram. That's right. Oh, I imagine he was uh, perplexed. I mean, um, he's out in the middle of the desert. I would think fire is never a good thing unless it's a campfire, you know? Mm -hmm. So... uh, 
Uh, I like how the Bible talks about it. Uh, I shall go over and look at this burning bush, the Bible says. <laughs> and, um, and, and yet it wasn't just a burning bush, was it? No. Yeah. And so God was in the, he was represented in that. He spoke through it. And that's how he revealed himself to, um, to, to Moses out in the middle of nowhere. I wonder why he chose a burning bush. Why not, yeah. you know, something else, an angel or a... Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just think God is this creative genius. And, mm-hmm. you know, he uses angels a lot. I, I think he said, no, nah, I got this one. I think I'll go down and talk to Moses. All by myself. All yeah. by myself, you know, and uh, this fiery furnace, uh, fiery furnace, fiery <laughs> bush. Well, that's another story. <laughs> say wrong chapter, wrong, <laughs> wrong book. <laughs> And, um, and so here's Moses. He's been on the backside of the desert for 40 years, I think. He, mm-hmm. he, uh, he had had this, this beautiful life uh, as um, an adopted son of Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Um, his mom had tried to hide him from being killed. I and love that story. I do too. The, how brave mm-hmm. was mom to put Moses in this, this little um, bulrush with some tar and pitch and just kind of floated out into the Nile River and and then that must have been great faith because oh. I mean I mean normally you don't let your kid go anywhere near water so we we back onto a river yeah yeah and we have a hill that goes down to the river and thankfully it's pretty steep so like when the kids were little mm-hmm. they would get to the top of the hill and think oh I don't want to go down the hill because right. it was so steep but uh we always don't go near the water unless mm-hmm. you've got a grown-up with you. Don't go near the water. So I can't imagine like intentionally thinking that was the safest spot right. for your kid to be. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thought. And and then to place the baby in this thing that probably wasn't real, you know, it, it probably could tip easy and, and to just kind of push it off into the river. Um, yes, I think it took great faith. And then... And then Pharaoh's daughter finds it and adopts this Jewish, knowing that's a Hebrew boy. They, I mean, mm-hmm. she knew what was happening, and so he grew up in Pharaoh's household. And um, and yeah, I think I think Moses was like a lot of young men uh, and young women. They they just don't know what they want to do in life. He had had mm-hmm. the silver spoon in his mouth all of his life, you know. And I'm pretty sure he didn't have much chance of being a Pharaoh, you know. No. Uh, so. What a, what a wonderful thing uh, to, to just to see that it doesn't matter how you start in life, right? Mm-hmm. Some people get off to a rough start. Yes. And Moses got off to a rough start. He ends up killing a guy uh, in, in self-defense of somebody that was beating one of the Hebrews. And so that's what took him out in the desert. He had to beat feet and get out of town and... Mm-hmm. and um, uh, they put an all points bulletin out, and, and uh, Hawaii Five O was looking yeah. for him, and and so he was he was on the run, he was on the lamb, I guess, and ends up in the desert and meets up with a family and bonds with them, marries one of the girls, and becomes a shepherd in the family biz, and that's where we see him for forty years. Forty years he's out there doing that. Uh, how do you think life was like for him uh, during that time? You know, I can't help but wonder if he got pretty comfortable. Right. You know, if things were going... Probably not a lot of stress in no. that life, right? Yeah, just, yeah. you know, content. I picture him as kind of content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought that too. 
And then, boom, 80 years of age. Now, I, I do think that 80 back then and 80 today was probably a little different, but, mm-hmm. but it couldn't have been that much different, you know? And so here he was pretty well in the, uh, in the sunset years of his life, he thought, and boom, God calls him to go from being a shepherd to the shepherd of Israel. And wow, what a day that was, huh? Yeah, that must have been a struggle. I wonder if he ever thought, well, I'm sure he did, think, I think I'm good here. I do. I think Moses had a lot of questions. I think think he had a lot of doubts about what God was saying to him. And boy, that never happens to us, does it? (laughs) Of course not. (laughs) And I think during this COVID time, uh, how practical... That is for us to see that Moses, um, you know, we kind of get the idea these guys have a big S on their chest, you mm-hmm. know, not the case, right? No, he calls kind of ordinary guys that mm-hmm. are just living life and, you know. Oh, yeah. We see throughout the Bible these men and women who are leading these relatively normal lives. And and I think of people today during the COVID especially, uh, um, how often do do people feel uh, they don't feel up to the task that mm-hmm. they're in right now? I think of there's some moms and dads who are teaching their kids at home this year, have never done that before. That is a tall order. Oof, mm-hmm. That is a tall order. And uh, I think of uh, families who um, mom and dad work and they're working from home and the kids mm-hmm. are at school at home. Oh, that would have to be tough. It is tough. And, and then going from lockdown still to being together when they're back at work. Yep. It's, none of it is uh, particularly easy right now. No, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then trying to manage finances in, in uh, earlier part of this year where people had loss of income. And you guys know a little bit about mm-hmm. that, don't you? Yep, definitely. And um, so here, here, they, here they are, you know. Um, we find ourselves saying, I don't feel up to the task, mm-hmm. you know? And and yet sometimes we're called to, to take on roles because that's what life throws at us. Mm-hmm. And that certainly Moses was thrown a curveball um, when he fled Egypt. And he's out there kind of minding his own business and God has other plans for him. And it just goes to show that this idea of, of control, we really don't, no. Understand. We don't have. <laughs> we don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> we like to think we do, but we don't. Um, and and then you, you know you think about uh, Moses. I'm sure he was saying, Lord, I mean, who am I to go do this? Yeah. You know, I murdered a guy. I I'm just. Uh, I've got a speech impediment. He had a speech impediment. There had to have been someone better for the job. Right? Absolutely. Be thinking that. Yes. And and humanly speaking, there probably was somebody better, right? Probably. But God wanted Moses, just like somebody's listening today. God wants you to do what right now seems very hard for you to do, mm-hmm. right? And that God has a, a calling, and, and there's something that he means to do in our lives and through us um, where we are right now. I, I hope that encourages somebody who's listening right now. Why can God see something like, or why do we have such a hard time seeing what God sees in us? Yeah, I think as a parent, we might could answer that question. As we look at our kids, we 
we see potential in our mm-hmm. children that many times they don't see in themselves. Definitely. So I, I think God the Father, the, the Father aspect, he just sees that potential and giftings that he's put in us that, mm-hmm. that he wants to draw out and use, you know, and we don't always see that. You know, I, the, the last thing I just wanted to think about this was how many times in the Bible does God use somebody who had a rough start? Mm-hmm. I, I've thought about that recently, and I, I think of, here's Moses, he killed a man. I think of Rahab, who is always known as Rahab, the harlot. Um, and then uh, I think of Samson, he was this, this playboy party meister guy, and and uh, I think of David, who was an adulterer and, and puts out a hit on, on the, the husband. Yep. You know, that's pretty mm-hmm. hardcore. Oh, yeah. uh, Paul was a terrorist before he came to know the Lord. Uh, Peter publicly denied Jesus three times. Mary Magdalene was, um, was an adulteress. Mm-hmm. And yet all of these people were given these, these, this powerful chance at redemption where God worked on the inside out, right? Yep. That's amazing. It is amazing. And I, I hope it encourages people today that God's not a junk collector. Mm-hmm. And um, you and I may not measure up in our own eyes, but God God knows how he wants to use us, and he has a plan for us. And I hope that encourages somebody today that the great I am, God's got one foot in the past, he stands over the present, and he's got the other foot into the future. He's already in the past, he's already in the future, he's right here with us today, and that the great I am is at work in our lives today. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. It's uh, it's refreshing to think we don't have to come up with our own plan, because he's, yeah. uh, he's yeah. got it. He's got it. Yep. So I, I hope that encourages you today as you mm-hmm. begin your week, and uh, that... Um, man, God's got a plan. And um, don't be afraid at what God might be calling you to do or has you in the middle of right now that he can see us through. Great. That's great. So that was the final message in our Uncertain series. So starting November the 1st, we'll move on to our next Mm -hmm. series. And can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, I'm excited about it. You know, we have values um, that our church, these are behaviors that that really drive our our. Uh, our beliefs and how we carry out our beliefs and one of our values is community mm-hmm. you know we we have impact we have Jesus um, you know we we have these these values that we that drive our behavior mm-hmm. and we're going to take a little bit of time and look at the value of community um, that we are we are better together. Yes, that we've definitely learned that, I think, in 2020. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I think certainly 2020 and COVID have been the enemy of community, of mm-hmm. being together, of fellowship, of being able to um, be in each other's lives like we would like to be. Definitely. And so it's just, uh, I think it's going to be great to revisit the um, the different parts of of. Uh, this value called community. We're going to be looking at relationships. We're, we're going to be looking at uh, the importance of, of uh, being in community with each other, mm-hmm. uh, finding that way to do that. We're, we're going to be looking at the importance of accountability to one another. We need each other, yes. you know, and the Bible talks about that. 
So I, I think it's going to be a great series uh, just to remind us um, what, what the body of Christ is all about mm-hmm. uh, with each other as brothers and sisters in Christ and how we need each other. I think it'll be a, a great four-week series, and then then we're into the Christmas season. Can you believe oh, that? Oh, I can hardly believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we I'm looking forward to the rest of the fall as we look at our sermon series and then the Christmas series. So that's great. Thanks, Pastor Pat. Thank you, Julie. So that wraps it up for today. If you would like to get in touch with Pastor Pat for any reason, you can email him at pat at wingfleetbic.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with me for a future podcast idea or anything like that, you can reach me at julie at wingfleetbic.com. So we hope and pray that you have a great week and we're looking forward to um, connecting with you soon. We will look forward to connecting. Hope you have a great week. You are loved.